WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com. Dot com to start winning. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. So we were kind of waiting for the right time to talk about this kind of video. Uh, we were trying to get it done last week, but, you know, we just have a uh, had a whole busy week and we we're trying to get some other stuff done. So, but finally we feel like we're in the uh, right kind of mind frame and the right space here in order to make this video happen. So again, with the Carson Wentz stuff going on uh, and everything else, you know, everyone has been talking about again, who is to blame for what is going on with the Indianapolis Colts right now. We've been talking about it. They're missing some guys at very important positions. You're questioning how the team is being coached. You're questioning the guys that are on the field. You know, you got a whole lot of different things here, right? And we could kind of talk mainly about Chris Ballard, and he was talking in his presser that, you know, the players were not uh, ready to play in those games. And that it, he took emphasis on that, saying that's his fault for not getting this right. Again, I don't know if that's the GM's problem to make sure that the team is ready. I feel like that should be a uh, that should be managed down at the player and coaching level, uh, which might say more than what we're letting on. But Cody, I'm going to let you start with this. I know that you've been itching to want to get this video out for a while. What what is going on here uh, with the management group, and you know, should we start having the conversation of Reich and Ballard being potentially on the hot seat from here on out? So this is the video I've been wanting to do for a long time now. Last couple of weeks, I've really been sitting on this, kind of think, gathered my thoughts a little bit on what I think the Colts, you know, who's to blame, all that stuff. And so I really am excited to talk about this one today. But, man, I think it's got to start with the GM. I think it does um, because Chris Ballard has, let's be honest, he's whiffed on some key important positions. Like, you know, you look at some of the Super Bowl contenders. You look at, you look at the Rams. You look at the Bengals. What did they do well, right? What, what was ultimately the reason they were in the Super Bowl? They, well, number one, they had their quarterback, which the Colts don't have. Number two, they had pass rush, which the Colts didn't have. And number three, they had some weapons for their quarterback, which the Colts didn't have. So you see a trend here. And before anyone gets triggered by that statement, we know Jonathan Taylor is a weapon. Stop using that as an excuse. I'm We're talking, talking about receivers and tight ends yes. here. Yes, people apparently want to hear what they want to hear, but wide receiver, tight end. Colts don't have that outside of Pittman. Nobody. I mean, my goodness, you could probably say that Michael Pittman on either of these teams would not be their number one, clearly. Maybe not even their number two. 
that's kind of how bad it is. And I blame that on the on GM. I br- blame that on Chris Ballard because he has had opportunities to make these things happen. He has had plenty of opportunities. And what did he do last offseason? He sat on his hands. He sat on his hands. He didn't go address wide receiver. He didn't go address pass rusher. When there were so many guys that were available, he just sat on his hands. He could have gotten Matt Stafford. What did he do? He traded the first for Carson Wentz. Now we're talking about potentially trading this guy after one year. It was a terrible offseason last offseason for Chris Ballard. This team got worse. It got worse. Yep. And you signed Eric Fisher, and he was awful. So now you're still, after another season, have questions at quarterback for, what, fourth, fifth year? Have questions at left tackle for another year. Still can't get a consistent pass rush. And you're sitting there outside of the playoffs, and you don't even have a first-round pick. Like, something's got to give, man. Something's got to give. Now, obviously, the Colts felt like they did not like their <laughs> the certain position coaches, right? Brian Baker got the chopping block. The entire yeah. defensive staff was gone. Now, I know they went with Matt Eberflus. I have a feeling they probably would have been gone, a lot of them, because, I mean, this team was not ready to play a lot of times. And, you know, the Colts have a lot of new guys here that they're, you know, that they're bringing in coach-wise. And uh, and Robert Mathis has even seen he, – he's been vocal about – how he doesn't even believe the Colts need to bring in another pass rusher. I don't necessarily agree with that, but he thinks they just need to bring in the right coach, which tells you how little he thought of Brian Baker. Yeah, That's on the coaching staff. That's on the head coach. That's on Frank Reich. This team has had constant moments where it has not been prepared in key moments, right? They had to win one game between the Raiders and the Jaguars, and they blew both games. That's a coaching problem right there. That's a lack of accountability problem right there. I blame that on the coaching staff. I blame that on Frank Reich. I think the talent is there for Chris Ballard. You know, I think he's he's done a really good job. And I, I, I know you told me not not to go on a tangent here, so I'll try to calm it down a little bit. You're good, but like I think he's done a good job, at least from a core standpoint, getting some core good players. You know, like this team was primed for a playoff push, and they blew it two weeks in a row. They blew it. I blame that partially on not being able to, you know, the things I talked about, not being able to have a consistent play at quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, or pass rush. But I also have to put the blame on the coach because they weren't ready. They have not won in Jacksonville, Derek, since this regime started. They are winless against the Jaguars. The Jaguars who have had the first overall pick two years in a row now. They can't beat them in Jacksonville. That is ridiculous. Yeah, that is unbelievable. That is disgusting. Like, that is almost fireable right there alone. That and then it's, 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 and I'll interject on that real quick, just yeah. to kind of give you a, uh, just kind of give you an olive branch there. Like, yeah. you know, obviously that goes into coaching, right? Obviously it does because you know coaching has to get you ready for yeah. that kind of moment. You have to know we're going into Jacksonville. We have not beaten them in six years. We haven't beaten them since I've been coach. It's about time we start changing the tie here. Especially since we're a playoff team. They're the worst team in the NFL. We need to win this. Yes. And yet it continues to be that way every year, but yet the Colts just can't do it. Now it's a point where, obviously, like I said, it's coaching. But how much emphasis on that goes on the players? You know, like, where's the pride? Where's the pride in saying, we're going to step up? And we're going to destroy this team. Where is that fire? Where is that edge? 
you know, because it just doesn't seem to ever be there when they play Jacksonville. Are you finally ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. The excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. Get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on the action with your favorite teams and players from the NFL, MLB, NHL, Gold, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Right now at WinBet, you can find great promos, odds, and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport. WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Offer subject to change. Tough terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand it. It's just... It's so odd that that happens. This team just was limping around, you know? And honestly, I'm kind of glad that they lost because it kind of shows the BS that's been going on for too many years now. And I'll just say this, Derek. If this crap continues, if the Colts continue to lose in Jacksonville, oh, by the way, they also haven't won an opener since Frank Rack has been coach. Yep. So that's two losses automatically right there every single year. And Chris Ballard really hasn't helped them out either. <laughs> I mean, honestly... Hasn't really helped him out on offense. I mean, the Colts honestly thought, they honestly thought this, Derek, that bringing back a T.Y. Hilton, who was injured half the year, relying on Zach Paschal, relying on Paris Campbell, who plays two games a year, was good enough to help Carson Wentz out. You can have your opinions on Carson Wentz. I think he's pretty erratic. He has times where you're just like, what are you doing, dude? Um, If they move on, whatever. But I think, and this is the argument people have made, Carson Wentz has not had enough weapons. I think that's a valid argument, Derek, because like Chris Ballard had an opportunity to go get players. He has another opportunity this offseason to go get players. And I'm just going to say this, Derek. If Chris Ballard thinks, like he said it in his end-of-the-year presser, right? He said, like, yeah, I think our wide receiver position is really good. I'm like, Chris, just stop. Like, If you truly believe that and you don't go address it again, I want you out of Indianapolis. Like, dude, you, you are so stuck in your philosophy. If you're not willing to make a change there, and go help out your team, then you obviously don't care about winning, and you need to be gone. I want a new GM. And then on top of it, you know, when people have been talking about Phillip Rivers and have been talking about Wentz and how they compare, I mean, let's be honest. The offensive line that Rivers had, a million times better than what Carson Wentz had. Again, Carson Wentz had times where he definitely held on to the ball too long. That's for sure. But at the same time, Carson Wentz in his first two games had both his tackles out. Both. And he was he was getting pressured by Seattle's defensive front, who doesn't really have anyone, and then had to go and face the Rams. The Rams defensive front with Eric Fisher just coming off of an Achilles injury and then uh, Braden Smith being out and had Julian Davenport on one side. Like, come on, man. And then Quentin Nelson's been, uh, wasn't the best form of himself. Ryan Kelly's been out all year. I mean, glow had to be the best one this year by a long shot at times. I mean, it's, it's, and compared to, um, Phillip rivers where he had like maybe 10 snaps all year where the starting five offensive line didn't play together. Like, that yeah, like that is not supposed to be something significant. But 
let's kind of break this down real quick. So you mentioned it with the wide receiver group. Uh, Ballard mentioned in his presser and also said in his interview, I believe is with Kevin Bowen, when asked about the wide receiver position, he has said that he does not believe that the wide receiver group needs a major upgrade. Okay, well, let's look at that statement here quick. So let's assume Michael Pittman makes another leap somehow. Assume. Even after having 80 catches for over 1,000 yards and five touchdowns, let's see if he makes another leap. Okay, that catapults him into maybe the top 30 wide receiver conversation there. Okay, that, that, that works for me. Okay. Well, you have a T.Y. Hilton who's contemplating retirement. And like you said, he, even if he plays, never stays healthy. Never stays healthy. Over the last three seasons, that's been an issue for him. And Paris Campbell, same way. I love Paris Campbell and what he can provide you. Only problem is you still can't trust him to stay on the field for very long. Until we can actually see him stay on the field, you can't rely on him. You just can't. And then I'm hoping that that changes coming this next year. And Zach Pascal, again, Pascal's a very good number three or four wide receiver, but we don't need a number three or four wide receiver. We have plenty of those. We don't need three and four wide receivers. We need a number one or a number two. We need someone like that. And the thing is, we're talking about Ashton Doolin. Okay, great. Ashton Doolin provides you a, a deep threat, right? Well, how often do they use him? They don't use him very often. So again, that goes back on the... If Ballard thinks that Ashton Doolin is a savior for this team, then tell Frank Reich to start game planning with him. Like, that's the thing. Frank Wright needs to use him more. We've been talking about it all along. This whole season, I don't know whether it was Wentz or whether it was the game plan designed by Marcus Brady and Frank Reich, but they rarely used uh, Naheem Hines. Uh, they rarely used Ashton Doolin. The guys that give you big plays that Phillip Rivers was able to utilize the year prior, I don't know how you, you don't use them again. I just don't get it. I mean, Naheem Hines was the best pass-catching uh, running back in all of the NFL in 2020. And in 2021, he was a complete ghost. Like, they just didn't use him. I mean, t Jonathan Taylor was used more in the passing game than Naheem Hines. And that's criminal. That's criminal. Not saying that Jonathan Taylor can't be used, but Naheem Hines is your guy. And so that's the one thing. We, I think a lot of people have different opinions on how the Colts should address it. Whether it should be addressed in free agency by going and getting a big name guy, or whether that means drafting one in the second round this year. Which, I mean, if we're being honest, the top 12 wide receivers in this draft, plenty of really good wide receivers to be able to put into this system that could really help you. But again, I think, and especially for a, a another weapon in tight end, too. You don't know what you're going to get in Jack Doyle. Molly Cox has been inconsistent. And Granson's not ready yet. So, you know, it, it is very frustrating to hear your GM state when your best wide receiver has 1,100 yards receiving the, this year, this last year, and your next best wide receiver has 350 and tells you there's not a problem there. Yeah, 
that's, that's almost a slap to the that. face. Like that is a slap to the face on everything that, you know, like I get it. You're the GM. You can make those decisions, whatever. But like the proof is in the pudding. You see it. Like it's so obvious to everyone. And the fact that like, he's just brushing it off. Like it's not a big deal. It, it no wonder fans are ticked off. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, like, it is a big deal. It is 100% it is a big, a big deal, deal, and it needs to be addressed. Yeah. It needs to be. It, it cannot be – and it's the same thing that I've been saying with this defensive line. Now, obviously, Robert Mathis, we all saw the tweet saying that he be- firmly believes that there is not a single upgrade that needs to be made to this defensive line. He believes you get the right defensive line coach – and this is this becomes a great defensive line front. Okay. Well, then if that's if that's the case, then Ballard needs to do a better job of finding ways to get a defensive line coach into Indianapolis. We have been hearing a lot recently that the Colts have not been getting some of these big name coaches, position coaches, and have oftentimes been getting turned down. Because of the stubbornness shown by Chris Ballard and the and the management staff. Like, they have gone to the point where they don't want to commit to these guys long term. They don't want to commit to these guys long term. They don't want to give them the benefits that they want. They don't want to go out and get the big names and give them what they want. In return for coming here and, be, and doing what's necessary. And that totally sounds like, you know, the Chris Ballard that we know. Again, just sticks to his philosophy where he just thinks it's it's the it's his way or the highway when it comes to certain hires. I mean, if that's the case that the defensive line coaches are turning you down because you're, you know, being stubborn in how you're handling this situation, then again, Ballard, a wake-up check, bro. It's time to stop. It goes both ways here. You have lost. Everyone on your defensive side, Brian Baker had to go, but you have to find somebody to replace him and you've got to find someone good because if you don't find the right one, then this team needs a better defensive edge guy that will, that has been proven to be good. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. But even even like with, I can understand the argument for defensive line because look at what you've invested in it, you know? Like, look at all the guys you invested. Look at and compare that to wide receiver, where you've literally drafted two guys. Other than that, you've not invested anything into wide receiver of note, you know? So the fact that he says everything's fine at wide receiver, that just almost is is borderline insane to me that you would say that. Because like you have to invest somewhere. Even at defensive line, the Colts went out and they traded for DeForest Buckner. So they have a guy that's that's being paid on that defensive line. And I feel like wide receiver. If Chris Ballard seriously sat through the playoffs and didn't notice the common trend that we noticed, you know, with the wide receivers, then I don't know what what else to do, man. I really don't. I'm at a loss for words if we don't go out and upgrade a wide receiver. 
Because I think it's a must. I don't think we just need to upgrade one. I think we need to get two guys in here to make an impact. Honestly. Oh, yeah. Even if it's even if it's one receiver and one tight end, uh, that that's enough for me to say that, okay, you leveled up at one at each position. But then, again, going back to the defensive end group here, I mean, again, you talked about what they have invested. What have they gotten in return? Nothing yet from these guys. Now, you're talking about guys like Kamoko Ture, right? We think, well, at least I think. I don't know how you think. I'll let you decide on that. Uh, you can talk about that here in a second. I think Gus Bradley's defense for Kamoko Ture actually has a chance for Kamoko Ture to actually thrive on this defensive line. I think with the the Leo position, I think that Kamoko Ture fits perfectly into that scenario. And hopefully we get a defensive line coach that says using Kamoko Ture on 20% of the snaps is criminal. It's criminal, especially on pass rushing situations. And you drafted guys like Ben Manigou, right? That hasn't worked out. Tyquan Lewis, he started to improve, but then has been getting hurt. Obviously got hurt this last year in the middle of the season at a very terrible time, by the way. And then, you know, you're looking at guys like Quiddy Pay and Dio Dangbo, who again, a lot of us have confidence in what in their ability and what they can potentially do. But that's the big that's the big term there. Potential. There's potential, 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 but there is no results. Results is what I want to see now. I don't want to wait three more years for Quiddy Pay and Dio Adangbo to finally break out. I want results now because this defense is getting toasted in the fourth quarter because you can't get consistent pressure at the end of games when your best pass rusher on your team is your defensive tackle who's playing 95% of the snaps and is just not and is tired by the end of the game and it's just not working for you. It's not. How many more years Derek are we going to say the Colts need to address these positions before there's a change made? You know what I mean like if we continue to say the Colts need a quarterback, they need a left tackle, they need a pass rush, they need weapons. If we continue to say that offseason after offseason, something's got to give, man. Something's got to give. I'm just going to say that because, like, we have said this now, and I understand there's going to be people who are going to say, well, your left tackle retired, your quarterback retired. I understand that. Yeah. Part of being a GM is figuring those things out, you know, whatever it takes. To figure those things out. Okay, quarterback's a little bit harder to figure out. You know, the Colts yes. took a shot at Wentz. Didn't really work out. But in terms of, like, left tackle, in terms of pass rush, you've had plenty of opportunities. In wide receiver, you'd have plenty of opportunities to upgrade it. You just have elected to just not for whatever reason. You know, or or an immediate upgrade, I'll say. You know? Um, so, I don't know, man. I, I'm just, I'm very frustrated with Chris Ballard right now. I think he's a great GM. It, it's so frustrating because I think he's a good GM. I think he's a really great talent evaluator, yes. but if he can't change, be willing to change his philosophy here, like I'll give credit to Matt Eberflus. He was willing to change his philosophy and look what happened for the second half of the season. For the most part, this defense showed great signs of improvement, but if the, your, your leadership can't do that, then you're just going to be stuck in the mud and you're just going to be constantly year after year sitting outside of the playoffs or first round exits. That's what's going to happen, Derek. And that's every, what's happened so far. Every Colts fan knows 
that the weapon situation on the offense is suffering. But yet Chris Ballard states that it's that's not an issue. Again, I don't know if he's playing his card. I don't know if like he's holding the deck down to make sure that nobody knows what he's going to potentially go for. But we've heard him say it before. And he doesn't say things unless he truly means what he's saying. And, you know, it's scary that, you know, we could go into this offseason and see more of last year's offseason. And, I mean, again, we look at last year's offseason, that offseason was atrocious when you look at it from the very end of things. You know, the left tackle that you signed, you may only – you. here's the funny thing. They may have to re-sign him because what else on the left tackle market is there for you to get? There's nothing. The, the, the left tackle group, I mean, I'll, and we'll make a video on this here shortly, but, you know, when you're talking about it, the, really there's only like one or two guys that are even worth your time. But the only thing that sucks is they're either extremely overpaid or they're old. Like, I mean, it's a kind of thing where it's like, you might have to go with, roll with Eric Fisher for another year. You may have to. Just because of the situation that you're in right now, you can't upgrade quarterback, left tackle, pass rush, wide receiver, tight end, corner, all in one offseason. You can't do that. You have to pick and choose which positions matter most on this team to get them to move forward. And unfortunately, you may have to stick with Eric Fisher for another year. Who knows if he's going to improve? I doubt it, but we'll see what happens. But again, it's one of those things. I don't know. I really don't know what to expect this year, Cody, because, you know, we went into last offseason content-wise. We were hungry for some content, man. We were thinking, man, this is going to be it. Like, this is the time that the Colts start making a move here. And, you know, we end up with Carson Wentz. Thought it was pretty good at the time. You know, hasn't turned out great so far. Eric Fisher, left tackle, very disappointing season. And you you retained a lot of your defensive guys. And that's that's the bliss of it. I mean, yeah. there's nothing more to add to that. And you're right. With as many defensive ends that there were available last year, that you could have easily went and got one, but you didn't. You held on to that money. And, you know, your pass rush is still lacking. You had wide receivers available last offseason. You have a lot of them this season. Uh, and, you know, you're sitting pretty on that money, you know, and it's time to improve it. It's time to improve it. And I, I will be honest, if – I'll say this. If Ballard does not improve the tight end or receiver position in any way, shape, or form, then, yes, I will I will immediately put Ballard on the hot seat. Because if this team doesn't improve uh, in the weapons-wise of using those – then yes, Ballard immediately needs to be on the hot seat because it shows that he would be uh, unwilling to accept that there's a position that needed help and he refused to address it. Yep. And that's the harsh reality with this because we said it like we like Chris Ballard, you know, like we think Uh he's a good GM. Look at the guys he has drafted. Look at the guys he has brought in. I mean, he brought in Quentin Nelson. He brought in Darius Leonard. He brought in Braden Smith. 
all in the same freaking draft. He brought in Julian Blackman, who we think is going to be a great player. Uh, Kari Willis and Bobby Okereke, they're both turning into pretty good studs. Isaiah Rogers is now figuring it out. He's a fifth-round corner. You know, and you look at Rocky Asin, he's finally figuring it out. You know, you're, you're, you've got guys that have shown potential and guys who have thrived in this league. You have quite possibly the best linebacker in the league. You have one of the best defensive tackles in the league on this team. You have a young secondary that you feel confident with good coaching, especially with um, the uh, secondary's coach that you just got or the linebacker's coach that you just got is going to help with the linebackers in coverage. You hope that whoever you hire is going to be able to get uh, these secondary, young secondary guys into yeah, a Milus. position moving forward. Milus is going to. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, the offensive line is built uh, the right way. You know, you got uh, Michael Pittman, which is great. But again, you've seen, you've seen the, what did the, what did the Bengals do? Okay. I, I kind of like to reiterate it because they're built completely different than how the Colts were this last off season. Who did they go and get? They, they signed two free agents on their defensive line. DJ reader, who we know very well, is playing with the Texans uh, the year prior and Trey Hendrickson. With their best, their sack leader, they signed into a five-year deal worth $60 million. Like, you're telling me, Trey Hendrickson, 14 sacks th this year. Man, I mean, he was a wrecking ball for the back half of that year. He was the man on the outside. DJ Reader, one of the best defensive tackles stopping the run in the league this year. And then they got Jesse Bates, who they drafted. They brought in, they brought in a Wouzier. They brought in Eli Apple. You know, they drafted uh Logan uh Wilson, who immediately who immediately is the best coverage linebacker in the NFL, apparently, and as a rookie. I mean, it, it's insane. The guys they brought in in free agency on that defensive line and brought in in the secondary, and then who they drafted. They've been drafting weapons. They've got weapons. They got weapons and weapons and weapons and weapons. I mean, right now, Tyler Boyd, their third wide receiver, arguably is their fourth most efficient target. He would be the number two uh, wide receiver on this Colts uh, wide receiver staff easily. You could potentially say he might even be number one if you gave him the ball enough times. Yep. He didn't drop the freaking football. Michael Pittman right. dropped the football a few times. Tyler Boyd dropped one football this year. Yep. yep. So, I mean, we'll see. It could be a smoke screen, like you said. Uh, we'll see exactly what Chris Ballard does. But I think if he sits on his hands again and thinks this team is good, Jim Mercer is not happy. So I don't think Jim Mercer is going to stand for it. Right. And if this team continues to be mediocre – and Chris Ballard does not take the steps necessary in order to go get a guy and make a difference this year and, you know, be, stop being that nine and eight football team and, and be a playoff contender. If he doesn't do that, man, like the Colts are going to have no choice in to move on from him because they're just going to be mediocre for the next decade. And we don't want that. And Jim Mercer clearly doesn't want that. So yeah, a lot of changes are going to be need to made need to be made, man. If, if indeed the Colts continue to struggle continue to blow games they should win and continue to lose in Jacksonville. I'll just leave on this, Derek. In the Chris Ballard tenure, the Colts have one playoff win, zero division titles, zero wins in Jacksonville, zero opener wins, zero wins in the first game of the season. That is inexcusable. 
That is ridiculous. And if things don't change, if Chris Ballard doesn't change his philosophy here, we're going to, unfortunately, Colts fans, we're going to have to deal with more of the same for the next couple of years until the Colts decide to move on from him. That's just my opinion. I hope that Chris Ballard changes his philosophy. I hope the Colts go out and get weapons. They get pass rush. They do some things to help their team now. Because, you know, this team, they're starting to get into their window, right? For a potential, like, Super Bowl run. Like, some of their guys are starting to get older. So, the time is now. The time is now. Yeah, and and Frank Reich, same for him as well. I mean, you know, some of these situations, you know, you talked about it with the home, with the season openers and play in Jacksonville, you know, it's time that the Colts start winning the games that they should be winning. You know, like it's time that they start doing that. You know, we can't keep having these excuses. We can't hear, we can't go into next season. And I do not want to continue to hear Frank Reich say that he's taking blame for how the offense did not go effectively. I'm sick and tired of hearing that excuse. I hear it five times a season, five, six times a season, when the offense doesn't know what to do, and then Frank Reich says, that's on me for not getting this team prepared. Well, either you start getting them prepared or we find somebody that actually will get them prepared. I mean, yep. it's it's the reality of the of the situation that we're in. Again, I know – that everyone's saying, you know, who would you replace him with? Again, I'm not ready to replace Frank Reich. But again, if I'm hearing the same excuse a hundred times over, saying that he's the one that's not getting this team prepared, then maybe it's time that Chris Ballard started having a talk with Frank Reich and said, hey, man, like, what do we need to do to fix this? Because it needs to it needs to be, uh, like, done now. So... We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens here. You know, hopefully this off season and then going into next season, we'll see some improvements. Uh, let us know in the comments, guys, what you think of the situation. Do you think Ballard and Reich should be on the hot seat? Uh, do you think that they should be given more time? Uh, what do you think needs to be done? If anything, let us know in the comments. Thank you guys again so much for the continued support. Hope you enjoyed, and as always. Go Colts. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.